talking about journey through the wall in our emotionally healthy spirituality course. And you all that are connected with the course understand what the wall is, right? How many of y'all have some walls in your life? And, 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 and since you've been on this journey of faith, there have been more than one. Can I get a witness? But through that wall, through that, through that time of testing, that time of that circumstances, that, that situation, that person that turns your world upside down. It may be through a divorce, a job loss, the death of a loved one, cancer diagnosis, church hurt, betrayal, a friend walks away from you. But whatever that is, that whatever, whatever situation that turned your world upside down, God will use that to refine your faith. Amen. He'll use that to refine your faith. Now watch what James says in chapter three, verse number one. We, we, we're picking back up and, and you guys can catch the, um, what we went over last week, so I'm going to try to move ahead uh, in, this third, in this third chapter of James because James in this book begins to unpack some key applications or some key concepts that we need to understand about the faith journey. Uh, and James lets us know uh, what real faith looks like. Because how many of y'all, a lot of people like James Brown said, talking loud ain't saying nothing. <laughs> See, guys, as a believer... We need to have some foot action, some corresponding action that lines up with what we say we believe. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, as your pastor, I'm going to be pushing hard. I'm going to do everything in my power to encourage you to not just be a bench member. And I love bench members like I love active members. Do y'all know what the term bench member means? Anybody remember? See, a bench member is somebody who comes to church faithfully on Sunday and sit on the bench. They don't do anything outside of the four walls of the church. They don't, they won't engage with the discipleship training. They just come to church and they're a good bench member. Not there's a place for good bench members. But but, but I say there's a place for you, but but that's the starting point. God desires every last one of us in here to be active in our faith. As a matter of fact, one of the things that this pandemic has taught us is that we got to make sure that we are not just stuck in the building, but we are living this Christian faith and this life in our places of employment. Come on. Uh, uh, in our schoolhouses, when we're on the, on the field of competition, wherever we may find ourselves, God wants our faith to manifest itself. I told you the word manifest means to make known, to make alive, to make clear. That's why we call our radio broadcast the manifested word. We're trying to make the word of God plain and understandable so you can apply it to your life. So I, in this year, 2021, listen, I'm going to keep pushing the body of believers at EBC not to settle for just okay. You know, one of my favorite commercials is AT&T that comes up, just okay is not okay. And some of y'all sitting here right now, listen to me, some of y'all in your home listening via live stream, you take up the philosophy that just okay is okay. And I'm going to tell you, God is not just okay with us just doing the minimum just to say we're saved. Just okay at EBC is not okay. That's why we're going to keep pushing to improve. That's why we're going to, we're going to evaluate how we do what we do. I thank God, uh, again, we, we share with uh, those, those who've been allowing us and working behind the scenes to help us bring the live stream and other things that we've had to try to perfect and get better. At, and we're going to keep on trying to make it get better. We want good quality sound. We want good quality picture. We don't want the internet to be interrupted. So we're solving those issues because we know that God says just okay is not okay. Some of y'all got a just okay marriage. 
And how many of y'all know that just okay is not okay? There've been there've been seasons in Maria and I's marriage where it was it was just okay. You know, it was it, you know it was, it was okay. We don't want okay. We we decided a long time ago when we got married and we went through a lot of ups and downs, a lot of valley experience. Come on, can I get a husband and a wife? Say amen. Hello. We, we've had some bad experience, but we decided, guys, that just okay is not okay. We want to thrive. We want to be a, a couple. We want to be a church that's, that's having maximum kingdom impact. So I need y'all to listen to me. Listen to me real carefully, okay? Watch this. Watch this. Dear brothers and sisters, not many, of, not many of you should become teachers in the church. This is James talking. He says, dear brothers, says, not many of you should become teachers in the church for, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Watch the text. Watch this. Indeed, we all make many mistakes for if we could control our tongues, we could be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. The text says we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. The text says in a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. The text says in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. The text says that among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. How many of y'all know that's true? It's a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire for it is set on fire by hell itself. Mm, mm, mm. Everybody said, mm. Now watch this. Come on, read through. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who've been made in the image of God. Ain't that a blip? Watch this. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. It is not okay for you to praise God on one side of your mouth and cuss your neighbor out on the other side. It ain't okay. Hello, saints. Paul is, I mean, not James is walking us through here, guys. And so blessing and cursing come, come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Next verse says, well, does a spring of water bubble and with both fresh with both fresh water and bitter water. Verse 12, does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. All right, let's stop right here, guys. We're going to pick back up on this, on, on, on sermon note G. We talk about faith shows itself in the taming of the tongue. Everybody say faith shows itself in the taming of the tongue. Now, 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 now guys, James here in this discourse of scripture I just read to you, James says a believer's faith in God shows itself in how, in how he or she speaks to other people. Now watch this. James is telling us our faith in God shows itself in how, <laughs> listen to this, how we speak to other people. Now, 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 guys, guys, th- this is real important because I think a lot of us have, have lost focus and, and a lot of us will say stuff and we don't even know what we're saying. We gossip it. Huh? Talk about folks behind their backs and won't tell them what you want to say in their face. Smiling in your face. 
Listen, it's not okay to have loose lips. I think it was Colin Powell says loose lips sink ships. And see, a lot, of, a lot of Christians are going around saying stuff, putting stuff out on social media, talking, and, and, and have allowed their tongue to run rapid. And the Bible lets us know that the tongue is like a fire. It, it's, 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 a little, it's, a, it's a little body part, but it can do so much da- damage. Uh, you guys have heard me repeat this before, but I'll say it again just for, for clarification. You remember we used to say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never what? Hurt me. That is a lie from the pits of hell. Let me say it again. That is a lie from the pits of hell. Words do hurt. Words do injure. Words do damage that lasts sometimes a lifetime if you don't learn how to, to, to allow the Holy Spirit into that, that, that part of you that's beneath the surface. Some of you were told when you were young, you remember the iceberg, the iceberg. We've been, we've been focused on that. That 10% is what, what you show everybody else, but below the surface is that 90%. The stuff that you had, you, you hadn't let anybody know that when your, when your daddy told you, 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 you ain't no good, you ain't gonna mount anything. Your mama cussed you out every other week and told you how, how called you all kind of names in, in, in derogatory terms and how that's affected you. Even now you're 45 years old and it still got you messed up. You don't even know who you are. Words can hurt. Everybody say words can hurt. So James says that a believer's faith in God shows itself in how we speak to other people. The person of faith does not misuse the tongue in dialoguing with others because a person of faith understands that harsh words can cause great injury. Go to Psalms 141 with me. Let's go to Psalms 141. And we're going to look at verses one through four. Psalms 141. And we're going to look at verses one through four. Okay. Psalms 141 verses one through four. I need y'all to be dialed in with me today. Okay. This is the first Sunday of the new year. And, 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 and I need you to be dialed in, locked in. Watch this. Watch this. I'm look at Psalms 141. And we're going to begin our reading at verse number one. And I'm going to read it from the, uh, the New Living Translation. The text says this. Oh, Lord. I am calling to you. Please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as, as incense offered to you and my upraised hands as an evening offering. Verse, verse, uh, verse number uh, three of Psalms 141 says, take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Look at what the psalmist David said. Watch this. Everybody say, take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Next verse says what? Let's read it. Watch this. Don't let me drift toward evil or take part in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. Now the psalmist is, 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 crying out to God and says, don't let me drift. Because how many of y'all know, as a born-again believer, if we're not careful, because we still live in these sinful, fleshy bodies, we can start to drift toward evil. We can start to drift 
toward those things that we used to do, those things that we were accustomed to before we got saved. Because that flesh still remembers some stuff. All right. How many of y'all, how many of y'all will raise your hand and say, Pastor, my flesh still remember how that felt? My flesh still remember what I was thinking. My flesh still enjoyed that scene hanging out. Amen. We wasn't doing nothing, uh, but, but we, we wasn't doing anything godly. And God, and Pastor, I, I really don't want you to, to even bring it up because, you know, I don't want my children to know where I've been. L- listen, you, you may ought to tell your children where you've been because they can know. Because children sometimes think adults are dumb. Children sometimes think that we don't know anything. And I know that because when I was 18 and 19, I thought I knew more than my parents. Huh? We, we, you thought that, 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 that mama was crazy for telling you that boy ain't no good. You just don't like him. No, she sees. She, God give, gave her the ability to see through some stuff. And, and, and so, 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 so understand something. Children, even you young adult children who think you know everything. Learn how to, uh, uh, to, to listen to words of wisdom that come from seasoned saints who are in the word of God and, and, and who, are, who are allowing the word of God to, to transform their life. You can learn a whole lot. Dr. R.A. Vaughn, I listened to this New Year's message and it really blessed me. He said something that, that was really, um, uh, uh, really profound. He says, he talks about hindsight. It's 2020. That was the name of his message. But one thing he said, he says, he says, let my hindsight be your foresight. Listen to what he said. He said, let my hindsight be your foresight. In other words, when we look back, we can understand things better, can't we? How many of y'all look back at your life and say, man, there's some, there's some decision I made that if I had to do it today, I wouldn't do it that way. He says, let my hindsight be your foresight. Foresight is what's coming in the future. So in other words, if I'm talking to somebody who's been through an experience, I want to know what did you learn from that experience. And, and, and children, let me tell you this. When your parents are, are talking to you, I'm talking about godly parents. I ain't talking about parents who don't know the Lord. And I'm not talking about carnal-minded parents who will tell you, well, you know, baby, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, you dating that boy, but, you know, make sure he go get some condoms. Uh, make sure he put you on the pill because we don't want no babies coming around here. Clo- you know, you, you, I know you're going to open your leg. No, she ain't got to open her leg. Stop doing that. Oh, pastor, you went there. Yes, I went there. You are a Christian and telling your child it's okay to fornicate. Well, Pastor, I, fought, I don't care if you fornicated. You got to learn. Your hindsight needs to be there. What foresight? Hello. You gave yourself up to that man, and it wasn't in covenant. He impregnated you, and he's gone on to somebody else. Your hindsight, let it be there. Foresight. Let them understand that you've been through some stuff and as you look back over your life, you learn some things and now if you will just listen to me, I, I, I see what's happening here, but if you just listen to me, you'll save yourself a whole lot of heartache. Hey, old folks, if you pass 35, if you pass 40, say, let my hindsight be my child's foresight. <laughs> I like that. I like that because what we learn in life, we ought to be able to deposit and, and let God use your story. Some of y'all sit here and may, and may like you ain't ever done nothing. 
had ever been through anything, had ever made any bad decisions and bad choices. But let God use your story to bless somebody else. Let God use what you've been through, but you got to be willing to tell it. Everybody say, tell it. I got a story to tell. They sung it on wife night. Tell it. Let God use your story to be a witness and a testimony to somebody else. Let your hindsight be somebody else's foresight. So they won't make the same mistake that you made. And I know we still got some who are going to be hard-headed. They're going to run on and do it because they know better until they don't. Hello? Now they call the mama. Daddy, can you get me out? No, stay there for a while. <laughs> don't let me drift toward evil or take part in acts of weakness. Don't let me share in the, in the delicacies of those who do wrong. Now watch this, guys. We got to move it. Again, faith shows itself. Now again, I don't have time to unpack Everything I told you, we just read in James, the third chapter. Let's go back there right quick. There's a lot of meat in James that, that, that I would challenge you to go back and look at. Because what he's saying there is, is that, that that tongue can be a very dangerous thing. And as a Christian, the level of your faith can be seen in how you speak. The stuff you talk about. I don't even have to, I don't have to be in your house to know you ain't studying. I can tell by the way you talk. Hello? I, 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 I don't, I don't, listen, your, your speech gives you away. How you view stuff gives you away as to whether or not you just decided that you know, being a, a good bench member is okay. Just okay is not just so, is not okay in this church. I'm telling you right now because I'm gonna push you to 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 to, to, to get off of ground zero and let's move together because you have giftings that the church needs and, and and you can't be used by God effectively when you won't grow. As a matter of fact, go go go, go back to what, listen to what James said. Anybody who's a teacher and a preacher, I want you to listen to what James says in, in, in verse one of this third chapter. Listen to what he says, and you better evaluate yourself. Because look at what look at what James said. James says, "Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church." <laughs> James said, "Not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly." I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but that scares me. It scares me. Because there have been some times I, I know for a fact that I didn't give God the due diligence that I needed before I got up and shared a word. And if you preach often enough, you're going to have some, some sermons that, that, don't, that don't connect. I'm here to tell you right now, uh, if you teach long enough, there are going to be some lessons that sometimes you, you're going to think, did I really get my point across? And so, so but what this tells me is, is that you shouldn't be running to try to preach or teach because you're going to be held to a higher standard. You're going to be judged more strictly. And as your pastor, if you are a teacher or a minister, I expect more from you. I expect you to get up and study. I expect you when we're on this emotional health and spirituality course that you don't just ad lib, that you do the assignment. Now, I'll tell you right now, I've been in this thing long enough, 31 years of pastoring, and I've been saved longer than that, and I can tell when you buffalo on your way through. I'm just telling you, I, just because I don't say something don't mean I don't know it. I'm trying to give you grace. Because I refuse to, 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 to have somebody 
you know, in front of people who won't get in the word. Because if you don't get in the word, what you going to tell folks? Well, this is what I think. I don't know. I don't, you, you don't, you, what you think, I want to know what the word of God says. So it says here, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. See, what words matter. Everybody say words matter. And say just okay is not okay. Now watch this guy. Communication, you know, being able to communicate and talk, that's the lifeblood of any relationship. Man, I, <laughs> y'all got, listen, all right, help me, Holy Ghost. I, I got to move, I got to move. Watch this, watch this. Communication is the lifeblood of any relationship. It's how you connect. You know, uh, uh, most marriages uh, go downhill because people stop communicating. They stop working on communication. Now, isn't it amazing that when you were trying to get her, you listened to everything she said on the phone two or three hours, falling asleep, snoring, waking back up? I need to see the hand of a brother who fell asleep on the phone with your girlfriend when you were dating her. I see some hands. I, I, I need to see some brothers who, who you were so dialed in, and now, now when she get ready to talk, you're like, oh, Lord, here we go again. <laughs> but when you were trying to get her, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying, sweetheart. You know, I ain't been in that position, but you know what? I, I, I can feel you. I, I can feel you, you know. Yeah, you, you, you're saying that because you, you want to feel more than just what she was feeling. You want to feel her. You were trying to get close to her. And so you listen, you listen when you were dating and trying to get her, but now you won't listen. Or you listen, wife, when you were trying to get him and everything he did was okay when you were trying to get him, but now that you got him, he the dumbest thing on this side of the earth. Come on, everything he stays stupid now. But while you were trying to get him, he was the smartest. He was smarter than Einstein. So this thing, communication goes both ways. Are y'all following me? So, so communication is the lifeblood in a relationship. It's how you connect. It's how thoughts and feelings and dreams are transferred from one person to another, from one group to another. Without, listen carefully, without communication, a marriage relationship becomes nothing more than a living arrangement. And some of y'all have been there where you, you, you're in the same house, but there's no connection. In the same house, but no connection. Without communication, without communicating vision, purpose, and direction, a church can become a disorganized, ineffective, hot mess. Because we're not communicating purpose. One thing about this ministry, and I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to keep repeating it. I'm going to keep talking to you about purpose. Because I don't want you to understand, whatever we do for the Lord, it ain't about us. It ain't about what I get and what I'm going to do and what, what my name is. Our purpose is to lift up the name of Jesus. EBC is a ministry. We're about building faith and connecting families. We're going to become disciple believers who consistently walk in the ways of God and have kingdom impact in our homes, schools, jobs, and the community at large. We will reflect our faith. That means people can see our faith. We don't even have to talk about it. They can see us walking it out. We will reflect our faith and lead others into a personal relationship with the Savior Jesus Christ. That's who we are. That's what we're seeking to become. We're not all the way there yet, but we, we're on our way. 
But when, 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 but when you live in such a way that violates that purpose, you, you don't have integrity, you lie, you cheat folks, you take advantage of people, then that, 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 that I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to get real uncomfortable here because I, I like to do things decently in order. And I, I, I want to be honest with people. And, and if you if you got a question about anything, come sit down. Let's reason together. Let's talk. I'm going to show you what the word of God says. I will not purposely lead you astray. But I, when you come and talk, let's talk what the word says, not what you think. Oh, we can talk about what you think, but let's go to what the word of God said. Let the word of God guide our decision and, our, and, our, and, our, and, our, and the way we're going to do ministry. So we got to communicate vision and purpose. So that, so if, because there have been people who came through this ministry, and, 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 and I, I tell you all before, when people come, I don't get so high, and when people leave, I don't get so low. Because people come and people go. That's ministry. But there are some who came looking to build their name up, and it's not about you. It's about Jesus. And if you, if you, if you can't rectify that, if you can't get to that point, you're going to be so disappointed because you don't hear me um, trying to build Doyle Adams up. I tell you all the time. I'm the least likely person to be doing what I'm doing. But God chose me to do this. And so I'm going to do it to the best of my ability, okay? So, so, so without communication, a vision, purpose, or direction, a church can become a disorganized and effective mess. And, and, and here, here's the other thing. How we communicate, how we communicate is just as important as what we communicate. Everybody say, how we communicate is just as important as what we communicate. Some of y'all don't know how to talk to people. Let me say it again. Some of y'all don't know how to talk to people. But pastor, you don't know how to preach to people. You be saying all that stuff and, 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 and talking about, I ain't talking about you. If, if the shoe fit, do what? No, grow out of it. Y'all, y'all, y'all know I'm going to say that, don't you? If the shoe fits, grow out of it. If what I'm saying is hitting you, you if you know you and your wife, all y'all do is argue, fuss, and fight, grow out of that. I said grow out of that. I said grow out of that. You've been married 15, 20 years, and y'all still don't know how to communicate. Well, I would say it, brother pastor, but you know, she going to say this and she going to do that. Why wouldn't you say what's in your heart to say? I'm telling you again, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to repeat this. If you are in any relationship where you don't have the ability or the comfort level to talk about whatever you need to talk about, your relationship is not healthy. I don't care how long you've been married. I don't care how much sex you have. Your relationship ain't healthy. Because communication is the lifeblood of a relationship. Let me give you eight tips for better communication. I've shared this at a previous marriage retreat. But eight tips for better communication. It's not on your, on your sermon notes right now. We'll put it, we'll put it out there on, 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 on the sermon note app. But just, just, just listen to these real carefully as we go through it. Number one, if you're going to be a better communicator, be careful. Everybody say be careful. In other words, ask God for the discernment to know when to speak and when to keep your mouth shut. Some people, if they will just learn when to speak and when to be quiet, you'll become a better communicator. Hello? 
Because how many of y'all, in the in the in the interest of trying to communicate, cut the other person off before they finish saying what they got to say? Everybody say, be careful. Ask God for the discernment to know when to speak and when to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I'm telling you that some of y'all have gotten fired from jobs because you didn't know when to keep your mouth shut. It's better to be thought of fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. And, and I'm going to tell you, baby, listen, there, there's some foolish people in the church. I don't, listen, at this stage in my life at 57, I don't have time for foolishness and baby stuff. Come on, if, if you've been in this ministry long with 15, 20 years, you shouldn't still be a baby. I got more grace for newbies, new converts, than I do people who've been here. You, you, some of y'all been walking with me for 20 some years, and I expect better. I expect you to have your feelings off of your shoulders and, and learn how to, to walk in faith and learn how to process your feelings, which is what we're learning how to do in the emotional health and spirituality. But I, we, we, need, we need spiritually mature people. And, and again, I, I know people are trying, but some, some of y'all just okay. Just okay is not okay. God never said okay was okay. He said, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. All right? So be careful. This is if you're going to be a better communicator, be careful. Ask God for the discernment to know when to speak and when to, when to keep your mouth shut. Number two, be attentive and sensitive. If you're going to be a better communicator. Now, if you just want to run rough shot over people, have your way, everything got to go your way. How many of y'all been in a relationship with those kind of folks? If it don't go their way, they pop. I'm mad. And I'm going to stay mad till I get what I want. And you ain't going to get what you want until I get what I want. Some of y'all laughing because some of y'all been there. It may not have came out quite the way I said it, but some of y'all, you've been in a relationship with people who came out even a little bit more coarse, a little more rougher than what I just said. Be attentive and sister. listen to what is being said. Recognize that sometimes people aren't able to articulate what they're truly thinking or feeling. You may have to probe some and work to really hear what's actually being said beneath the words. And this is something that I've learned over the years. Notice I said I've learned. Paul said in one, one, in one instance, uh, in whatever said I'm in, that what I've learned to be content. I've learned through, through years of counseling that a lot of times what people are saying ain't what the real deal is. So you got to start listening and to, to hear what's really or actually being said beneath the surface. Because people, my experience, my personal experience in counseling is that most of the time when people come to counseling or they come and talk to you, they don't necessarily say what the real deal is right now, especially if they know that what they're saying is, is against what is being taught in the Bible. And, but they but they in their feelings and they don't want to say they in their feelings, so they make up some stuff. They don't, they don't really want to say that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really a jealous person and, and I'm envious and, and I don't like it that that Tony did this and I didn't get to do that. So uh, church ain't right. The church ain't right. Listen to me. Guys, listen. Where, listen, 
there is so much work to be done around here in ministry. I promise you, if you will engage yourself, you will be utilized in ministry. And all ministry ain't just teaching and preaching. As a matter of fact, 90% of my ministering is outside the pulpit. Amen? If you will connect, but I'm going to tell you this now, I'm not going to turn you loose on folks and, you, and, you, and you've had prepared. I'm not going to do that. How many of y'all, when you were in school, ever had a, a teacher who was not a very good teacher because they didn't prepare? They, they Xeroxed that stuff they had 10 years ago. You know what the test going to be because your, your, your older sister 10 years ago had the same test. Didn't change nothing. You want somebody who's going to prepare themselves and everybody teaches differently. I don't expect anybody in here to be like me other than the fact that I want you to study the word of God and prepare before you go. Everybody got their own different personality. So let your personality flow in your ministry. I told you before, can't nobody beat me being Doyle Adams. And I'm not trying to be a T.D. Jakes. I'm not trying to be a Fred Lowry. I'm not trying to be a uh, whoever, Robert Morris. I'm not trying to be a Tony Evans. I'm trying to be Doyle R. Adams Sr. And can't nobody beat me being Doyle R. Adams Sr. And it's, I'm comfortable in my own skin. And you got to get comfortable in your own skin. I mean your personality. Man. Don't get comfortable in sin, but get comfortable in who God has made you to be. And I'm, I promise you, I'm here to help you. Not to hurt you or to harm you, but you got to connect in order to grow. And, and, and if, when, if you're not connecting and you're not growing, quit blaming everybody else and look at yourself. You have to decide, you have to choose to be involved in your own spiritual development. Okay? All right, so, so if, if we're going to be a better communicator, be careful. In other words, ask God for the sermon. Number two, be attentive and sensitive. You have to probe some and work to really hear what's actually being said beneath the words. Third thing, be quiet. Everybody say be quiet. <laughs> Someone once said, I didn't make, I didn't say this, but I heard it and I agree with it. Someone once said that God gave us two ears and only one mouth so we can listen twice as much as we speak. If, if you just learn, if you just learn how to listen um, and don't talk so much, you'll learn a whole lot. Are y'all listening to me? Don't hog the conversation, guys. Ask questions, then sit back. You might even learn something. Listen to people, okay? Listen. Listen thoroughly. Um, fourth thing, be honest. If I can't tell you anything else, this, this is real. This is, this is real. This is real. This is, if you're going to be a better communicator, this is what you got to learn how to do. Be honest. In Ephesians 4 and 15, we are called to always speak the truth in love. Don't give in to the temptation. Here's where some of y'all are. Here's, here's where I know probably 85% of y'all are. Don't give in to the temptation to not bring up important but delicate issues. Stuff you've had arguments about in the past and now you're afraid to bring it up because you think it's going to lead to an argument or lead to a disagreement. If you do your part, I promise you God will do his part. Let me see the hands of all those here in, in, via live stream that have something that you really want to talk to somebody about, but you, 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 you've held back on talking to them about it because it was delicate. You thought it was going to cause some conflict. Anybody in the house? Oh, come on, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Confession is good for the soul. Hello. 
I'm the pastor. I'm, I'm here to help you. I will help you if you let me help you. Live stream, I will help you if you let me help me. Keep listening. Listen, don't give in to the temptation to not bring up what needs to be brought up. Hello? You know you need to talk to your spouse. You know you need to talk to your father-in-law, your mother-in-law. You know you need to talk to your children. You know you need to talk to your pastor. You know you need to talk to uh, that person in ministry who's leading that ministry. You know you need to have a conversation. I'm not talking about foolish. I'm talking about real stuff. Don't be afraid to bring it up. Be honest. Be honest about what the real deal is. Because some of y'all, I, I'm telling you, I know you. I, I know, I, let me say I know you. I mean, I can discern when people aren't really being honest. And what some of y'all will do rather than dealing with an issue, you'll pull back. How many of y'all, how many of y'all in the pullback crowd? Well, I just, I, I, just, I, I don't, I don't want to start nothing. I don't want to be involved in it. So I just, I just pull back. I just stay in my little corner. Listen to me carefully. God did not save you for you to stay in your corner. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you to advance kingdom principles. And that involves building relationship with people. And if you don't know how to communicate, it's going to be hard to, to build a relationship. Now, I, I, can I be transparent with you guys? Can I really be transparent? And I'm going to say this, and y'all heard me say it before, but man, I, I have to, I've, I've, I've learned how to work on being a better communicator because I didn't grow up in a family that communicated a lot. Any of y'all grew up in that kind of family? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, I mean, not that my, 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 not that my family was bad. We had our issues like any other family, but we didn't communicate a lot. Now, this is me because again, Kenny, hindsight is 20 let my hindsight be your foresight. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to keep using that. I didn't bring it, I didn't, but I can use it. I heard it and I like it. I'm going to use it. Let your hindsight be somebody else's foresight. When I look back over my family's life, we just, and I think it's because mom and dad didn't know how to do that. Mom and dad didn't, didn't know how to probe us for what our thoughts were. And, you know, it was you going to school. And which we need to go to school. Right. But we never really talked about what our goals and aspirations, that type of thing were. Uh, but but they were there to support us. They were there to uh, finance us. I tell you before, when I playing ball at Tech, uh, I, I used to, uh, you know, I, I like my that my daddy was coming to support me. and he, he never missed the ball game. But you know what else I like? He pulled something in my hand when he came. Brother Staff, he pulled something in my hand. You know, he, he, you know, he greased my palm. You need some money. Come on. I, I like the support, and, and and I had that. Listen, I had the support, so I'm not. I'm not. There's just some other areas that that he didn't know, and Mama didn't know. So as a result, they were not able to pass it on to us. But your hindsight, what you're learning now, you ought to be passing on to your children. And your children now, who are growing up in a ministry where they got youth ministry, you got they're learning how to do this stuff. They got less of an excuse than those who came up. When, when, when youth ministry, all, all youth ministry was, was, say your poem at Easter and Christmas. Y'all remember those days? How many of y'all had an Easter poem and you had to memorize and a Christmas poem you had to memorize? Y'all remember that? 
And that was, that was the extent of youth ministry by and large. Maybe you had a youth choir. But now our kids are being poured into on a weekly basis. Amen? All right, so, so uh, uh, we, we, we got When we know better, we got to do better. Let your hindsight be your children's or, or those who you're in relationship with. Let it be their foresight. Somebody get ready to get married? You know, and, and, and you solid now? Don't, don't Listen, don't try to count somebody you all hurt and broke up now. That, that's, that's not good. Because what you're going to tell them is, I wouldn't do it if I were you. Don't do it. Run. Run, Forrest, run. No, 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 no. Marriage is honorable and all in bed on the file. It's the folks who are in the institution that are messed up, not the institution. So let your hindsight be somebody else's foresight. Say it with me. Say, let my hindsight be somebody else's foresight. You with this guy? Wasn't no good. You learned. Let your hindsight be somebody else's foresight. You with this guy? And y'all would whatever, but he always hiding his phone. He won't never lay it down. And if you go, let me see your phone. Oh, no, 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 no. Everybody say there's a dead cat on the line. I'm just, just telling you, cell phone will bust you up in a, in a minute, won't it? Mm-hmm. I want you to know something. Anything that you do digitally can be traced. Every website you go to, every phone call you make, it can be traced. I'm just, it, it can be. So, 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 but, so if you, if you're going to, if you, listen to me carefully, if you, what, what, what am I saying? What am I saying? Let your hindsight be somebody else's foresight. Guys, I pray for every last one of y'all. I promise you I do. And I don't want you to ever think that you can't make it through whatever you're going through. Just learn. Just use wisdom. Don't keep repeating the same mistakes, okay? All right, let, let me go to the next one. Be loving. You got to be honest. You got to be loving. Always, everybody say always. Always wrap your words in compassion and gentleness. This is important. Because remember I told you earlier, I said, what, what did I tell you? I told you that how we communicate is just as important as what we communicate. Always wrap your words in compassion and gentleness. Don't come in our rough house yelling, cussing, fussing. That's wrong. Everybody says wrong. I don't care how angry you are, it's wrong for you as a Christian to talk in those derogatory terms, cussing somebody out. You're dead wrong. And you can't justify that. Well, he made me. No, can't nobody make you mad. You gave that person that much control over you. That they, they make you do something that you didn't really want to do. I, 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 this, this, is just, this is pastoral talking here. I need y'all to understand this. Because I, I want to hit you right where you live. So when you leave this message today, and I'm, not, I, I'm apologizing ahead of time. I got to do a part four on this. But I thought this was pertinent enough to, to, to share this. And, and, and we had, we, you know, we had a two week break on our study. So we st- I'm still okay. Okay. Quit trying to keep up with me. You just, you just follow the word. Okay. 
and do your assignment. Always wrap your words in compassion and gentleness. Colossians 4 and 6 says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. You know what salt does? It adds flavor to it. Marrera cooks some fish, fries some fish. You know, when you're hungry and you get full, <laughs> you, you say stuff, ooh, that's the best fish I ever tasted. You know, when you're full, you, come on now. But it was good. I'm telling you, it was good. And she put an extra something in it that that seasoning was kicking. And I don't, I don't, you can ask, I don't eat cold fish. And, and you know, when I say cold, I like it hot. But then that fish was so good, I just went and picked the piece up out, out the next day, and it was cold, and I ate it. And I ate three or four pieces the next day. I don't know I'm going to do that. But that's, whatever she put in there, it, it had a little more salt in his there. I don't know whether it was Tony Sachery's or whatever. Is that what you call that? I don't, I don't know. Whatever it was she put in there, man, that stuff was kicking. And I ate it. Listen, when you, when you say things the right way, when, when your speech is with grace and seasoned with salt, and you know how to answer every man, a lot of times people can receive from you when it comes the right way. Address issues. You don't have to yell. You don't have to scream. And I'm not saying you won't ever get mad in a relationship because anger is, a, is an emotion like any other emotion. And we, we will get angry from time to time. But be ye angry and sin not. That's what scripture says. So, so be loving. Number six, be wise. Watch this. Be wise. This is my better, tips for better communication. Be wise. Listen to me. The tongue, like fire or dynamite, is an instrument that can be used for great good or great evil. Your tongue can be used to lift somebody up or your tongue can be used to tear somebody down. What have you been using yours for? Are you building your spouse up? Or are you tearing him down, telling him what, he, what all he can't do, what all he hadn't done? Are you trying to build him up? Are you trying to build her up? Are you trying to build that fellow church member up and your children up? Edify, I'm not saying you don't address issues, but edification involves building up. Edification also involves telling people the truth about where they are so you can help them to grow. Amen? So the tongue can, can, can be used for great good or great evil. Once, listen to this, carefully. Once a word leaves your lips, you can't get it back. I don't care how much you say you're sorry, that word had impact. And you got to realize that. So, so be careful, choose your words carefully if you're going to become a better communicator. Once that word leaves, you can't get it back. You can't unhear what you heard. Now, you may not admit what you said the way you said it, but what I discovered is out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth going to speak. You get full enough, it's going to come out. And what, who, who, who you really are is what you're saying when you ain't in front of me. Yeah. Oh, you're not in front of Deacon Charles. That's who you really are. So think about what you've been saying. What you, how, how, do you talk, how you talk to and relate to your spouse. How you talk and relate to your children. How you talk and relate to coworkers on your job. Will your coworkers be willing to come to church with you because they've seen your witness, your testimony? Or will they run as far as they can from EBC because of how you act on the job? How you like cheating till? How you, uh, you know, 
talk in a derogatory terms. So guys, be wise. Number seven, be encouraging. Always seek to edify and build others up, not tear them down. This is important. Build people up. That which is used, good to the use of edifying, the, the Bible says, build people up. Let your words be seasoned with salt. Learn how to build people up. Now, I don't mean you, you know, to tell them stuff to just to, to, to placate their feelings. I'm talking about even if somebody messed up, hey, listen, man, I know, I know you made a bad choice, but listen, hey, that, it's not the end of the story. I've been there before. I messed up before too, but thank God that he picked me up. And just like he picked me up, he's not a respected person. He'll pick you up too. Come on, let's get up. Let's get back to the father's house. That's edifying. That's building him up because he's already feeling bad because he made a bad choice, a bad decision. Why are you going to stomp on him like that? Go and pick him up. Build him up. Build people up. People will be attracted to the love of God that's on the inside of you. Are y'all with me? Be encouraging. Always seek edify and build up. And number eight, be spirit-filled. Be spirit-filled. Can you imagine... The difference in your conversations, the difference if your conversations were marked by the qualities listed in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Let's go to Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And I, I got to stop. I got to stop. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. It's what the Holy Spirit does. It produces love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Can you imagine if your if your if your conversation, if your words and, and, and your communication was 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 personified by these qualities, gentleness, self-control, learning how to think before you speak, because once the word gets out there, it has impact. I told you before. There is no law against these things back up back up to the 22 right quick look at it again but the holy spirit produces this kind of the holy spirit does what produces this kind of fruit in our life if our conversation is being controlled by the holy spirit we'll see love in how we talk we'll see joy don't be a negative nelly don't don't be the person who's always got something negative to say who's always talking down about everything nothing is good you always find the bad in everything that goes on. I, I, those kind of people just tie me out. Learn how to, 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 to look at life through the prism of, of the experience that you had in faith. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Look at this gentleness and self-control. There is no law against these things. Guys, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve him, okay? Be, be spirit-filled. Grieving the Holy Spirit is connected to your mouth. Y'all know that, right? It grieves the Holy Spirit when we mistreat others or talk to them in an abusive way. It grieves him. It also grieves him when we speak evil, which includes negative talk, complaining, grumbling, and all the related types of speech. Remember when the children of Israel were murmuring? <laughs> they were murmuring against the God who delivered them out of slavery in Egypt. They murmuring and complaining. They were complainers and murmurers. And murmurers and complainers. Who are you? Are you a murmurer and a complainer? Now you need evaluate yourself because it's, it's too easy during the period of time that we get, that we're living in now to become negative and see the negative in everything. Negative in the political climate. Negative in the church and climate. We're negative in the work 
environment. God wants us to be positive influences wherever we go, in our homes, jobs, schools, wherever we are. Are y'all with me today? And don't please, uh, you know, don't become ungrateful. We, we, we have an ungrateful generation out there right now. We live in an unthankful and ungrateful generation. Go to 2 Timothy 3 with me right quick and I'm going to close it out here. 2 Timothy 3. I'm telling you, we got some, un, it's an ungrateful generation that's out there now. You can help them, you can help them along the way and they'll, and they'll they, they think you're supposed to do that. Not knowing that you helping them because you love them, they're your child, they're your relative, they're, they're your friend, and you, just, you want to see them do better. And they, they'll get to the point to where they don't even appreciate what you did for them. Everybody say ungrateful. Say you ungrateful thing you. <laughs> Watch what Paul says to his young son in the ministry by the name of Timothy. He says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, which we're living in, there will be very difficult times. Watch this. Look at this. For people will love only themselves and what? And their money. They will be boastful and proud. Come on. Scoffing at God. Disobedient to parents. Can I get a parent to say amen? Disobedient to parents and ungrateful. And look at this last part. They will consider nothing sacred. There's a generation out there who grew up that knew not the Lord. Ungrateful. They don't consider anything sacred. They don't consider church service. They don't consider communion or baptism sacred. They just, you know, they just, they, they, and then here's the other thing. This ungrateful generation, if we're going to reach them, we got to reach them with the pure, unadulterated gospel. Young people in this generation aren't going to sit back and let you holler at them and scream and don't say nothing. Let me, let, let me clue some pastors in. And again, you preach the way you preach, but, and I don't have a problem with you hollering, getting a little grave on it. I, I love, I, to be honest, I love good hooping. I'm going to be honest, that's, that's a cultural phenomenon that we have in the African-American church. I, I, I love a, a good hooper who's told me something before he goes into his gravy. Who's dissecting the word of God. And you can, bring, you can bring it on home. Bring it home, Doc. Yeah, come on. But don't sit up there and just give me a bunch of Christian cliches. Especially our young people, they're not going to sit there and listen to you holler and scream at them and you ain't said nothing. I'm telling you, churches are dying. Churches are closing up shop. Because if we're going to reach people, we've got to let them know that the gospel message fits their life. And it has, uh, it, it has, the, the, it has the message that can give them freedom. And I'm, I'm going to teach it like I'm teaching it to you today. If you leave here not, not knowing how to be a better communicator and not, and not willing to practice stuff, it's going to be on you. If you go back home and start screaming like you always do, and pouting or not saying something, being in silence, it's going to be because you chose to do that. Guys, listen. It grieves the Holy Spirit when we have negative talk, complaining, grumbling, and all that kind of stuff. This ungrateful generation is out there, but we need to be a bright light in this dark world. We, 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 we should avoid complaining because it's the spirit of the world today. We should show the world what God is like. We should imitate Jesus and follow his example by being bright lights shining into this dark world. See, your faith is revealed 
in how you talk, what you say with your mouth. Because a person who's maturing in their faith has allowed the Holy Spirit to control his tongue because he, he knows he can't do it himself. But when you, got, when, you, when you just talk about everything you talk about is negative, you talk about people, you talk about situations, then that tells you, and that tells me and tell anybody who's talking to you who's studying the Bible for themselves that you're not, your faith is not progressing. You're at base level. And my job as your pastor is to not let you stay at base level because just okay is what? Not okay. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you.